Hello, I'm Nick, and you're listening to the second episode of Nickopedia. So today I'll be discussing Kindred Society and the Jihad, two of the biggest pillars when discussing Vampire the Masquerade in the World of Darkness. So to talk about Kindred Society, I'll first have to talk about the basic units of Kindred Society. And the largest of these units is the Sect. Now, there are three major sects. The Camarilla, the Sabbat, and the Anarchs, each with their own beliefs. To begin with, the Camarilla. The Camarilla is the largest of the three major sects, comprising seven of the 13 major clans. And the Camarilla is by far the most structured, though to say it is structured in the same way as a government would be giving it too much credit, kindred society as a whole is very loose. That being said, the Camarilla's only real fundamental belief is that kindred must hide from humanity. Kindred should control mortal society from the shadows, but they should not reveal themselves as what they are. They should maintain the masquerade, and they should not interfere in the world of mortals where they can. It is more a policy of non-interference than anything else, but largely it has been successful in keeping kindred of the Camarilla alive, and kindred in general. As a result, it has become the most popular. The next sect is the Sabbat. And the Sabbat have a lot more specific beliefs, as well as more radical ones. They are really diametrically opposed to the Camarilla. The Sabbat believe that kindred are inherently superior to humans, that they have been chosen as the children of Cain, and thus they should rule over humanity as their essentially vampiric overlords. Additionally, they have a pseudo-religious belief. They believe the antediluvians, those being the vampires that created the modern clans in ancient days, will one day arise and consume all of their children. And that for this reason, the Sabbat believes that they must find these antediluvians and kill them before they can awaken and destroy them all. Whether this has any truth to it is unknown, though it seems the Sabbat have largely been unsuccessful in finding any of these antediluvians. The Sabbat is significantly smaller than the Camarilla, comprising only two mainline clans into its ranks. However, it is also largely filled up by Antitribu, those being vampires that exist in a sect that is not the sect of their main clan. In fact, the majority of the Sabbat is made up of the Antitribu of other clans who joined up with the Sabbat, whether from their ideology or whether from the simple lack of moral restraint that the Sabbat practices. Finally, the Anarchs are the third major sect, and I call them a sect really only for a lack of a better term. They are more a loose conglomeration of kindred who all believe that, simply, sects shouldn't rule over kindred. They are only really considered a sect because they must band together to fight off the Camarilla and the Sabbat and live in a more free and rules-free society. Now, the next major unit of kindred society is the clan. And the clan is important, obviously, biologically to the kindred, as I explained in the previous episode, but also from a societal standpoint. The clan is really the only unit that a kindred can turn to and expect for help most of the time. 
The sects are large, and they really only have a actual power or relation of behavior in respect to the other sects. You cannot expect two Camarilla vampires to know or care about each other, but a clan member is expected to at least offer a modicum of help to another clan member in most cases. Now, this varies greatly. The Tremere are very tight-woven, and the Ventru practice strict standards of etiquette with other clan members. However, a clan like the Gangrel are very loose and don't really have many rules about helping other clan members at all. Now, the next level down, and this is the getting into the more personal levels of kindred society, is the Coterie. This is actually the name for groups of player characters in the setting, in the game rulebook. What it basically is, is a clique. It's a group of kindred of a relatively small size that simply work together for one reason or another. Rarely do kindred actually hang out simply because they like each other. However, coteries will often form, uh, particularly amongst the neonates, who are not as powerful in their vampiric abilities and do not have as much influence in society. Thus, these coteries will form amongst these neonates in order to get things done and to protect their own interests as well as their own life. Finally, the smallest and probably most personal of all of these connections is the relationship between the sire and the child. Now, the sire is the vampire, the kindred, that embraces another and creates a new kindred, while the child is the kindred that is created by the embrace. It is expected in most cases that the sire should take the child under their wing and explain kindred society to them, explain what they'll need to do, explain their basic rules of etiquette, as well as their new abilities. Of course, this varies drastically, and much like there exist many deadbeat fathers in the mortal world, there exist many deadbeat sires who abandon their children upon embracing them, whether the embrace was a mistake, or they realize that they can't get away with it, they haven't been given permission. It could be any number of things. But for those that do actually have a relationship with their sire, the sire is really the one kindred in the world of darkness that a vampire can turn to to help. And the child is the one kindred that the sire can really reliably expect to have authority over no matter their own position in kindred society as a whole. For this reason, it is considered one of the few bonds in kindred society that could really be considered sacred. Now, moving on. It's in the very title of the game and is one of the most important aspects of Vampire the Masquerade. That being, The Masquerade. Now, what The Masquerade is, is the ongoing attempt and practice of all kindred to keep the existence of kindred a secret from human society. The reason that the masquerade exists is primarily for the protection of kindred. Kindred can often influence human society, and they do through usage of their powers and their immortality, but it is a simple fact, especially in the modern nights, that if humanity all at once woke up and realized the existence of kindred, 
Kindred simply could not survive. Despite their powers, humanity outnumbers Kindred to such a laughable degree, and especially with the advent of modern weaponry, Kindred would have no chance at survival. As a result, Kindred as a whole work tirelessly to keep their existence a secret. The Masquerade was not always in effect. In ages past, when Kindred were fewer but more powerful, and information could not travel as far, Kindred would often rule over individual townships or even kingdoms as supernatural overlords. This was particularly so in ancient days, in the era of BC, and even so in the era of medieval Europe in particular, when counties and fiefdoms were so split up that little knowledge could be had of this. However, largely this changed when it came the era of the Inquisition in the late 1400s. That was the first time that humanity as a whole awakened to the existence of kindred and took an active stance in combating them. As a result, the kindred of Europe suffered massively. Many, many kindred died, burned, put out in the sun, staked through the heart, and scattered in the wind. It was such an absolute massacre of kindred that the Masquerade and the Camarilla, as well as really most of the modern sects, were formed in response to this event. Now, as you can imagine, this Masquerade... This practice being so important to all kindred, there are drastic consequences should a kindred fail to uphold it. If it is a minor slip-up, something that is easily coverable, then they will likely simply be punished, stripped of rank, or some other type of severe but recoverable punishment. However, if it is something drastic, if a kindred decides to run at 60 miles an hour on the interstate in the middle of traffic, or throw a dumpster through an insurance office, then the consequence is almost always death. The kindred that rule the city will likely call a blood hunt on the kindred, that being a proclamation to all kindred of the city that this particular vampire must be destroyed. In fact, the act of diablery is often forgiven if it is done in the act of a blood hunt, giving ample incentive if the victim is that of a Logar generation. Now that we've covered the Masquerade, as well as the basic units of Kindred Society, we can talk about the basic rules and the roles in Kindred Society. Now, the most, one of the most basic rules when it comes to Kindred is the domain. Every kindred has their own domain, big or small. For some, it could be an entire city. For others, a township. For neonates, it's often simply a home. But the basic etiquette when it comes to domain is that kindred are supposed to respect the domain of other kindred. If you enter another kindred's domain knowingly, you are supposed to present yourself to them and let them know that you are in their domain. At the very least, and in fact, if they possess a higher position uh, within their particular sect or are simply an elder, you are expected to even give more, give them recompense for treading on their domain. 
Now, the domain is simply where the kindred lives. However, it also often constitutes hunting grounds, the mortals within a kindred's domain being largely the group from which that kindred will feed. And as a result, feeding from the domain of another kindred can often be considered a deadly insult in a similar way to how poaching on a lord's lands in times past would be considered a insult to said lord. Speaking of kindred of higher status, in each of the three sects there exists a highest unit of authority, and due to the loose nature of kindred society, the highest individual position that a kindred can obtain is ruler of a city. There is no unified ruler of any of the sects beyond this. It's more a loose conglomeration of individual cities that adhere to the particular sect's tenets. For the Camarilla, this is the prince. Of note is that the term prince is used regardless of gender. The prince of a city can be male or female. It doesn't matter the term prince is used. For the Sabbat, the term bishop is used. And the Sabbat, of note, when discussing the ranks of the Sabbat, typically use the ranks of Catholic priesthood. And the ruler of a city, when it comes to anarchs, is the baron. And of note is that the baron of a city will typically have a lot less power than a prince or a bishop. It is more an honorary title given to the most powerful kindred in a city. An important concept in kindred society is that of Elysium. These are spots throughout a city or throughout a domain that are considered neutral ground for kindred. Elysium is not considered to belong to any one kindred. It is a place where kindred can gather and discuss things, particularly members of a, the same sect, without treading on anyone's toes or infringing upon anyone's domain. There are very strict rules in Elysium. Absolute politeness is expected, and in particular, fighting of any sort is absolutely forbidden on Elysium grounds. These places are designed to be areas in which kindred can discuss things without the fear of potentially being hurt by other kindred, and thus they serve an important role in such a cutthroat society as that of the kindred. Now, when it comes to general etiquette, kindred as a whole, especially those of older stature, tend to be extremely polite. And this is not out of any type of personal etiquette or morality, but a simple consideration of pragmatism. In a world of creatures of the night who have a raging beast inside of them, willing to tear others to shreds at a given notice, you would do well to be polite. Now, to move on to kindred belief, and in particular the Book of Nod. Now, the Book of Nod is a pseudo-religious text amongst kindred. It is, it is essentially similar to a Bible for the kindred, though it does not denote a specific religious belief, but rather it recounts a history of the kindred. The Book of Nod has existed for thousands of years in various forms and recounts the origins of vampires. Now, according to the Book of Nod, the origin of vampires is with Cain, 
that being the biblical Cain who murdered his brother Abel. According to the Book of Nod, Cain, after murdering his brother, was cursed with vampirism. The idea being that he would be cast out of humanity forever and yet live forever as such a cast out. Cain met many people in his journeys that eventually he sired and made into new vampires himself. And this is the origin of the system of generations as well as the clans, as the third generation of vampires, two steps removed from Cain, would become known as the Antediluvians. And the Antediluvians, they turned on each other. Or rather, they turned on Cain. They rebelled against the second generation, Cain's direct children, and consumed them, diablerized them, consuming their power. And Cain, in grief for the loss of his children and rage for the actions of his grandchildren, cursed all of them and cast them out. This supposedly is the origin of the various weaknesses of the vampire clans, being curses from Cain himself. As a result, these antediluvians went out and created their own children that carried on their own weaknesses, and created thus the 13 clans of Kindred. Now, Kindred do not universally believe in the Book of Nod. Simply put, many Kindred in the modern Knights in particular believe the Book of Nod is simply metaphorical, or in fact that, frankly, it's a load of crap. Many Kindred believe that there must be a scientific explanation for how Kindred exist, or many Kindred simply don't put much thought into it, preferring to focus on their daily lives. And an important note is that Kindred often will still believe in whatever religions they believed in in life. In fact, many individual clans, in fact, have a noticeable preference towards particular mortal religions. The Giovanni and the La Sombra clans showing notable Catholic roots um, due to their places of origin. And the Asimite clan showing a large uh, Muslim population for exactly the same reason. Finally, we get to the Jihad. Of course, this borrows the name from the Muslim concept, though spelled with a Y. However, it really has nothing to do with it. Instead, what the Jihad is, what it describes, rather, is the constant cycle of warfare amongst kindred. Kindred, since they have existed, have been fighting each other, diablerizing each other, killing each other. Because simply put, Kindred are predators. They are predatory creatures, and creatures feeding on the same population, predators that feed from the same stock, will always compete with each other. Kindred are no different. And as a result, even from the Antediluvians, their children, and their children onwards, all the way to the modern knights, have constantly fought each other. More specifically, some believe the Jihad represents the grand game of manipulation that is being done by the elders and even the antediluvians and the Methuselahs onto the younger generations. Those elders manipulating the young into fighting their own wars from ages past, and as the elders themselves eventually die out, those young become old and continue to manipulate those younger than them in this eternal cycle of ancient grudges and warfare. This started from Cain's own children and has continued all the way to the modern day. In fact, 
some kindred philosophize that the punishment that God gave to Cain was not his existence as a vampire, but rather his ability to sire children. Because Cain, if he still exists in the modern nights, has been shackled with the burden of God himself. That being thousands of years of watching his own children kill each other over and over and over again. Some believe that they can escape the jihad, and some have even been successful. Kindred will often try to seclude themselves from other kindred if they do not wish to partake in the jihad, though this is not always successful, as oftentimes kindred will be pulled in regardless of their will. There is one true method of obtaining separation from the jihad and a separation from the cursed existence of kindred, that being the achieving of what is known as Golconda. This is a form of enlightenment for kindred, a separation from the curse of kindred, that being to become a monster eventually, to lose your humanity and to become consumed by the beast and the machinations of the undead world. Whether or not this exists is unknown. However, there are many kindred over the years that have claimed to have achieved it, and supposedly a small few that actually have. Whether or not this is a true method of achieving separation from the jihad for most is unknown. However, for those that know about it, it remains a mythical goal. So, today I've discussed and basic overview of kindred society, as well as the jihad, and I hope this has given you a better idea of how kindred operate in their own society and how they operate in the mortal world. Thank you.